The following show and its content are the responsibility of the show's producers and participants. Information related. The following show and its content are the responsibility of the show's producers and participants. Information related in this program is not meant to substitute medical recommendations. Before starting a treatment program, you should consult your physician. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Lift off. Yo, 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 what's up? Trinity, we're finally back on the air over here. <laughs> well, we've been on the air, just not this air. Well, I, and we've been, uh, you know, doing reruns, I guess, or, or like edit uh, shows because yeah. I've been traveling. We've been we've been out. So, no, we. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. We, we're back you're here. You're the one percenter been traveling. Yeah, right, guys. This is Dope and Dharma. This is the Couch Live edition of Dope and Dharma here at WOKB uh, Radio here in the Central Florida area. And uh, what are all the stations that it is? It's uh, 1680 and uh, 100.7, I believe. 100.7 FM. FM. That's right. Over there in, uh, like I said, Central Florida area, which is like Orlando. And I see Shawman has a stand-in today. So so let me introduce myself first. I'm the street certified dope Dr. Louis Delgado here with you. And, of course, the Dharma guy, Trinity Phillips. Hey, hey. And then uh, Shawman's uh, stand-in. You want to introduce yourself? What's up, guys? It's Mondo. Uh, I'm just in for Shaw for a few minutes until he gets in. Oh, I see. So he's somewhere on I-4. <laughs> he's stuck in that Daytona the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mondo jumped in with the quickness, though. You see that? Uh, I was wondering yeah. what was going on over there, Mondo. Hey, I'm here, man. I'm in. I'm, I'm in place. Yeah, right. So thank you very much, Mondo, for, for uh, getting the show started, and we'll give uh, Shawman some time to come in. But Look, we got an important thing to talk about today, uh, Dharma. Uh, but before doing it, uh, why don't you kind of tell everybody how they can watch us, see us, follow us, and they can know when we do shows like this, The Couch Live, or We the Middle, or Dharma Time, or anything like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're uh, in the Central Florida area, obviously, as he just said at the top of the show, you got uh, WOKB 1680 AM or 100.7 on the dial there. Uh, however, if you're not going to do one of those, then you can always catch us on our Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch under Dope and Dharma, and then you can follow us live. Uh, excuse me, follow us on social media. I'm at the Dharma Guy. He's at the Dope Doctor. And if you want to catch any of our old shows on podcasts, you can do so by looking up Dope and Dharma on any of your major podcasting platforms. Right, right, right. And uh, like I said, this is the Couch Live. We've been on for the 24th year. This is our 24th year on the air here in Central Florida area. And uh, you know, we're trying to rebrand as Dope and Dharma instead because Dharma has earned that right. Well, because you've been with me now for like a decade now, yeah, so you, over a decade, right? It's like 12, yeah, 13 years. Ago. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. We, I thought we, I thought we figured out the year. Like, <laughs> we, but neither one of us documented it. Yeah. So. Okay. Thought we figured it out. But anyway, so the Couch Live has been on for twenty four years. We talk about addiction and recovery and all things in between in relation to you and your family and your better help and health. Uh, sponsored in part by Orange County government. Thank you very much, Orange County, for the 24 years of relationship that we've had uh, being your uh, basically voice when it comes to these issues. Um, you know, uh, this this county has a- actually been very good in this space 
for a very long time. I'm the certified addictions professional. Trinity is a spiritual counselor. And uh, like I said, uh, we do other stuff, helping people on a, on a regular every day. Um, but today, Trinity, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about this, you know, uh, this situation because you brought it up the other day. Uh, yes, I you did. Know, yeah, you, you brought it. Why don't you just tell us how you brought it up? And then and then it was like, yeah, yeah, let's definitely have to talk about it. Um, God, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember the exact uh, what what prompted it? No, I know I was going to Colorado. I know I was going to Colorado and I knew <laughs> yeah. I was anticipating that everybody's smoking pot in Colorado. And uh, why weren't they doing that when I moved, when I lived there? When I was a, a, <laughs> well, they were. They just weren't doing it openly. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, but man, they do it wide open now. Trinity. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact scenario. I'm sure it'll come to me at some point during the show, but I don't remember the exact scenario that was the driving force behind it. But I just, I do remember something happened. It made me kind of ponder, like, really? And, and that is, uh, you know, I Maybe it was a sign. Me. Maybe it was a sign outside your kid's school that said. That's exactly what it was. You know, yes, it was. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. so uh, it was a, a few weeks ago. Um, I was taking my kids to school in the morning, as I normally do. Um, and uh, their school is a K through eight school. So it's elementary and middle school. Right. And on my way in, um, right, like literally outside the school um, where the kids are crossing, you know, there's a, there's a, you can actually see in the photo that I posted, um, the crossing guard is there. So like the kids literally, this is their path to walk to school and, and they're walking walking past a sign the the the, the uh, and there's a ninth grade center down the street as well so they're walking past the sign being driven by the sign and uh the sign is essentially uh an advertisement for weed like a um like to get your card and, and and start smoking um and i just i took exception to that myself because i felt that it you know i don't have anything against individuals who want to get their their medical marijuana card uh, I don't even have anything against individuals who might want to uh, smoke on the weekends or things of that nature. If that's your life, I mean, tease their own, I guess. But I, did did you really have to advertise it right in front of an elementary school? Like, just right. I really and and so right. I posted it, complaining about it essentially, and um, I was expecting more outrage, um, more people to kind of like, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I did not get that. Um, I, I didn't get a ton of responses on this particular one, but um, I, I did get one person agreeing with me. Another person made a joke about, you know, maybe that's the right place because all the parents are, you know, you know, at their wit's end, I guess. I, I don't know, man. It's just it bothered me. So it got me to thinking, have we gone too far? Right. Meaning uh, I remember when I was younger, <clears throat> we're talking a long time ago now. I just remember we were very against drug use of any sort. I mean, the pendulum was very far in one direction, meaning right. even if you got caught with like a reefer, you know, you got caught with one little thing, you were considered like a junkie. You were a terrible yeah. person. You were to yeah. be avoided at all costs. And it was like a big, like, whoa, stay away. Um, obviously I don't think that those were the, the good old days by any means. However, it feels like we skipped over tolerance um, and education and everything else, and we jumped straight into encouragement. So now it feels like I look around and we're like encouraged to 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 drink and smoke and and, and do all sorts of substances uh, to the point to where if you don't participate in that, you're actually kind of now seen as the leper somehow. Like right, there's something right. wrong with you because you don't do these things. You're not fun. You're not cool. You're a square. You're whatever it might be. 
And I was just like, how did we get here? <laughs> like it just where that's what my wife calls me, by the way. That's why I said that. Um I just didn't know. I was like, how did we get here? I don't understand. And and to the point to where after I told you this, you said you had your interaction, which I'll let you share if you so choose, over in Denver. And then um, which is related to what we're talking about. And then yeah. literally last night, when we're watching the football games, like millions of people watching. This is like one of the biggest platforms for most advertisers. And they choose to put an advertisement for a new movie called Cocaine Bear, like which it looks ridiculous, by the way. But I don't think from watching the the preview, the sentiment to walk away from that is going to be, hey, cocaine's probably not good for you. Maybe you should avoid it. I don't think that's the sentiment that they're going to push through. I think the sentiment they're going to push through is, hey, it's funny. It's awesome. And you can make money. Like, this is cool. Right. And it's like wow dude have we really is that really where we're at right now <laughs> so yeah. i just i asked you that question i was just like I, it, it feels yeah. to me like we've gone too far yeah yeah i i, I think uh you're, you're dead on uh by the way um you know first let me let's talk about the sign at the school because you know we had we've we've attacked the advertisement of cigarettes like Big time, right? Yeah, like that was seriously attacked. Like yeah. you can't use a camel, you can't make it sound cool, look cool, blah blah blah, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, to the point where really you don't see any advertisement for cigarettes unless you're at a cigarette place. Yeah, and, and not to interject here, but I, I don't know if a lot of people know this either that there was actually a, an act. I don't remember the name of it that con uh, Congress put in. They're not even allowed to to advertise like sugary cereals to kids in the morning, right. mind you. Like on mm. TV, they cut that. You're not allowed to show. I didn't know, even notice that. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore for kids. Wait, wait a minute. There's no more Lucky Charms, and and uh, they're great, and and you're, fruit. You're not allowed fruit, to put those commercials loops to kids. That you can't, Sam. Are you serious? One hundred percent. See, I don't even know. I didn't even know that. So, so all that yeah. is bad. Yeah, but but you can put a sign <laughs> at a school on school <laughs> property. Yeah. Advertising, get your medical marijuana card. Yep. Apparently so. Yeah, that is a little awkward it's, uh, it's yeah. a little awkward and and again neither it's not that we're against this stuff it's just that the hypocrisy the craziness that where we're moving the direction that we're moving is just so ridiculous it's like yeah. it, it, it it doesn't make any real sense i mean you know i mean it, it can't be just what you like and what you want and then you know what someone else likes and what someone else wants that's not allowed you know, okay, because obviously there's a lot of people that still like cigarettes. There's a lot of people that like yeah. doing nicotine. There's a lot of people, I, dude. I love my Fruit Loops. You know, <laughs> I, I, I I do. I you know I didn't even know you can't advertise Fruit Loops, but well, I you can't them. advertise it to kids like on morning Saturday morning cartoon type time. And, they can still advertise to you though, right? Wasn't well, this a little backwards? Because I mean, realistically, if you're gonna be okay with pot, don't you have to be okay with Fruit Loops? I mean, don't you have to be okay with cereal? <laughs> don't don't those think. two go together in the first place? You would think <laughs> you can outlaw nachos next, you know, uh, you know, and I'm making fun, but it, it, realistically, it's just it's really sad that we've gotten to the point where we have to have certain conversations with our kids because somebody else feels that it's OK. Like, I don't want you guys telling me what it's OK to talk to my kids about. It's not it's not your business to interfere with my home like that. Yeah. And when you and when you make things cool in your home. And you you think it's cool in your home, and you think it's okay in your area. 
you're interfering now with mine because you're, you're pushing it. You know, yeah. first of all, I think I think things like that are cool when nobody knows what you're up to. That, <laughs> the, the, the reason I loved being a drug user when I was so younger is because it was a whole secret society that nobody was a part of. You know, like me and my boys were a part of it. But right. outside of that, you weren't supposed to know we were involved in it. Everything I did, I liked that it was an underground movement or an underground thing. It wasn't part of the norm. It wasn't part of the society, right? It was a secret society. Mm -hmm. Don't don't you think that as soon as it becomes like norm and that it just like loses, it's cool? Um, I, I don't know if it loses it's cool or not. Um, I know that the the thing that bothers me the most about it, um, and I say this as somebody who you know didn't really have much of an opinion either way back in the day. Yeah. Um, I, now that I've been in this industry for a while and I've got to meet people and I've got to like learn some of the science about behind what happens uh, now that I've seen the ramifications of it and I've actually met people and dealt with them. I, what worries me about this is where are we promoting the, the truth here? Like we're promoting on one hand, um, by making it legal for recreation and things of that nature, um, putting commercials everywhere, putting signs outside schools, you know, we're letting them know it's there, it's legal and it's cool. Right. With all the movies and stuff. Right. Okay. I mean, that is a side to it. Right. 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 But where are we getting the other information of, Hey, this can ruin your life to the degree right. that it can like, where is that right. coming from? Because it seems to me the average everyday person walking around is very undereducated on drugs and what they can do to you. Mm -hmm. I didn't find out until I was in my like mid thirties, and that was because I was with you guys that it actually changes the wiring of your brain, like how it right. works. Right. I never knew that. You know, I knew right. the commercials when I was a kid. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. When they put cracked mm -hmm. an egg, um, but even that didn't explain anything. It just like, hey, this is not good. Um, right. But those aren't around anymore. And so my worry is there's a bunch of adults out there who don't necessarily understand how bad it is. They just still think that it's a moral failing at some, to some degree. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have a whole newer generation that wasn't given those commercials to say drugs are bad and, right. and they're not getting information from their direct parents. So you got a whole generation. And I say this having younger children at the moment, mm -hmm. they, they don't get it. Like they don't understand that drugs can, can really ruin your life. And they, and, and, you know, we talk a lot about death because everybody knows that the fentanyl crisis and people are dying and stuff. Um, but those, that's only a, a, a percentage of yeah. the users. Like there's yeah. a whole other percentage out there people who aren't dead yet, but their lives suck. Yeah. Death is not the, 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 the worst thing that can happen to you. Matter of fact, if I would have died while I was out there using, I, I fully accepted that it was, it was, living a certain way right and it's it's yeah. the increased anxiety that it can create with when you're not using yeah. it's the increased level of depression that can increase when you're not using it's whatever symptomology you're trying to medicate whatever you're self-medicating that means when you're not using those symptoms can be heightened and and it and then you you, you don't learn how to actually manage those things that normally you would have learned how to manage just yeah. like you learn how to catch a ball, just how you learn how to run. You learn you learn so many things growing up that at first you could not do or, or whatever through practice and through through, you know, execution. Right. Uh, it's right. like muscle memory. You have brain memory, you have muscle memory, you have all these memories. Well, if you don't practice that naturally and you only practice it chemically, 
you don't develop that type of memory. You don't develop that type of education and you become conditioned, uh, programmed, if you will, to need a substance, whether it be sugar, whether it be caffeine, whether it be nicotine, whether it be marijuana, whether it be alcohol, whether it be cocaine, whether it be heroin. And, and, and there's no need to try to justify or there's no need to try to complicate this whole conversation by saying, well, this one's better than this one, or at least it's not this, because all that is just BS. All that is just you trying to validate you using when in reality, the only inhalation that is 100 percent acceptable is oxygen. That's it. Yeah. You want to inhale something, try oxygen. You know, that that's you, you, you never see uh, 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 like people that like really do a lot of yoga suffer anxiety. Right. You never go there. Oh, my God, I got to go do my yoga. I'm having an anxiety attack. No, because they do a lot of yoga. And because they do a lot of yoga, when you see them even have any kind of anxious thoughts, they sit there and get silent and they do their breathing. In other words, they have developed a natural way to deal with anxiety or to deal with uncomfortable feelings. Whereas people that go to chemicals, you'll see, oh, I need a cigarette or I need a drink or I need a glass of wine or I need a, I need a, to my pot. You know, I need a pill, you know, because yep. then you get this this hyper uh, anxiety about you. And, and it's like a crisis. All of a sudden. It becomes everybody's crisis. You want you want to know it's your crisis. You, you make it our crisis. I mean, you've said it one time when it, when it came to caffeine, you see how people act when they, they don't have their caffeine. Like, it's OK to say, yeah. don't talk to me until I have my morning coffee because I'm a jerk until I have my morning coffee. And like we've made yeah. that acceptable. You know, and, and to the point where we understand all subs and we and when we say our drugs, OK, all things are drugs. I We even call sugar a drug on this show, caffeine and, 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 and sugar. And we don't say we're against drugs. We just simply say, let's talk the truth about all these drugs. That's all. Yep. You know, let's just talk the truth about them. You know, some are very acceptable. Some are necessary. But, well, they're really all necessary to some degree. But, you know, and they all have their uses to some degree. But let's at least be honest about them. Like what Trinity was saying, let's at least be honest with them, because when you start being dishonest about it and you start just trying to validate a certain one over others just because you like it, you're not you're not being truthful. And and you're putting another like maybe it's OK for you. Maybe you're able to to have successful relationships. Maybe you're able to keep your motivation. Maybe you're able to keep your sleep cycle. Maybe you're able to keep your normal eating cycle. Maybe you're able to to be uh, functional in your a career to the and I say career, not a job. Maybe you're able to be motivated and have career. Hey, what's up, Sean, man? Maybe you're able to do all that stuff, but that's you. But by you doing it your way, you do understand that other people, they can't do like that, right? That they can't use the way you're not. Everybody's the Michael Jordan of pot use. Not everybody's <laughs> yep. the Michael Jordan of acid. Not everybody's the Michael Jordan of ecstasy. Not everybody's the Michael Jordan of alcohol. So some people can't drink. Some people can't use ecstasy. Some people can't use stimulants. Some people can't use downers. Some people can't use benzos. Some people can't use opiates. Some people can't use uh, pot. Some people can't use caffeine. Some people can't use sugar. Some people can't eat a freaking peanut, people. <laughs> some people can't eat a peanut. We understand that, right? Like a peanut literally causes them an allergy. How do we not understand that by promoting things a certain way and validating a certain way, we're actually, like you said, Trinity, we're we're no longer, we're no longer being honest about the possibilities that can happen to you. And because we're on the treatment side of it, we see people that struggle with it every day. I deal with people that struggle yeah. with it every day. The the psycho the amount of psychosis and and emotional problems that we're having now from people with long term marijuana use because this marijuana ain't normal marijuana anyway. 
No. The percentage of THC is so high. The percentage of, of psychotic breaks and psychotic episodes and, and, uh, and appearing to, to look and sound like they're like a schizophrenic sometimes. They have like these, these schizoaffective disorders and all they do is pot. How is that even happening? Yeah. Like we, well, we didn't used to get that to this degree and we're having it now and we're not able to even talk about it because if you talk about it, it's like talking about someone's grandmother. They get so offended yeah. and they like absolutely don't want to discuss it. Well, the, the, like, so that's part of my issue, right? Part of my issue is we talk in extremes when right. it comes to drug use, right? right? It's either the extreme of it's all gravy, it's good, it's awesome, it's fun, you know, do your thing, right. or you're dead. Right. And so when people think that if you're not dead yet, then they think, oh, you're fine. And they don't realize, like, no, dude, there's a really big middle part yeah. here. Yeah, that is devastating. Right. It's the middle part that we see those videos of the parents passed right. out in the van with their kids in the back crying right. and stuff. Like, too many people, I don't think, understand like the hijacking of the brain. Right. They don't understand how like that person you love, they're not making decisions anymore. Like, they don't understand that it's not just oh well they're hanging out with bad people yeah. or if they could just put the no dude they're gone. Like right. that person you knew is in the back seat. Right. Now. Right. They don't, I don't think the average person understands that. And we don't talk about it. All we talk about is death or fun. Right. And, and then you get lulled into this idea that like, oh, well, they're not dead. So, you know, they're just make no dude, they're on their way to death. Yeah. And, and you know, and you, know, the sad thing is that if you really have some sort of mental health issue, if there's really some true depression or anxiety there, uh, that's presenting prior to you using, then unfortunately, by using certain things unsupervised. And when I say unsupervised, I don't just mean some guy that used to be a gynecologist last week. And this week he's a <laughs> marijuana doctor. I'm talking about a real person that understands the dependence issue with it. And then is okay with you using this as an alternative. If you've tried some other methods first, you know, or, or other things, as long as you're open to other ways of trying to handle this mental health issue, because unfortunately, once you start using chemistry, to help a certain thing, you depend on that chemistry. Let's 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 back up for a second. There's a reason that even though I'm on the borderline of high blood pressure medication, I don't take high blood pressure medication. Why? Because once I I, I no longer try to to control it in natural means, and I start taking blood medication, blood pressure medication, what do you think I'll have to do for the rest of my life, Trinity? Well, oftentimes when you start, you're on it forever. Not, not every time, but oftentimes. But oftentimes, right? Uh, same thing with cholesterol medication. Same thing. You know, like, in other words, as soon as you stop trying to naturally fix an issue and you go to the medication, you don't change your behavior. You don't change your lifestyle. You know, most people, how many of how many of us have gone to the doctor and they said, you know, you probably could benefit from some increased movement exercise. Maybe eat a little bit better. Maybe less sugars and all. And then we all think we're doing it and maybe do it for the first month. <laughs> but we don't do it. We don't do it. I mean, can you imagine if if the doctors would actually penalize us for every time we came in? They says, you're still eating that ice cream? You're still, your, your numbers are still off. So you're still not exercising? All right, get out of my office. You're, you're, get out. You're, you're just not even motivated enough. Can you imagine if doctors would actually be jerky like that? No. They love us through it anyway. But in, in the addiction world, it gets like that. So understand me, folks, that once once you allow a chemical to get into your life to the point where it starts controlling your day-to-day -day movements, and you don't get it, and you won't get it, by the way. You're not going to see it. 
Everybody else around you is going to see it. Everybody's going to know that you're changing. Everybody's going to know that you're different emotionally, that you're different behaviorally. They're going to see it in your friendships. They're going to see it in your choices. They're going to see it in the way you excuse it. They're going to see it in the way that you always validate it. And you never want to look at it as a, as a responsible indicator uh, that it's never a factor. They're going to all notice it before you do. And by the time you notice it, unfortunately, it could be too late too 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 many times. What is it? What is the same right there? Uh, uh, she was saying that, um, if a doctor goes straight to medicine without advocating for exercise and diet, yeah. you got the wrong doctor. Yeah, right. Um, no, I love the point that you just brought up because I was, I was actually, I was doing my little Darian moment there. Uh, I was going to bring it up, you know, after you said something and you ended up bringing it up. So I want to expand just a little bit. And that is okay. the thing that I've noticed. Um, and it's not just with, you know, illicit drugs. It's also with our coffees and, and our sugars and things of that nature. Right. And, and have you ever noticed that whenever you have conversations with people about how maybe life isn't matching the expectations that they had and you have like a, a discussion with them, right. you ever notice the last thing that ever gets blamed is whatever substance you like? Absolutely. It's the last thing, right? Yeah. It's always, well, my neighbor's doing this. My wife or my husband's doing this. The government. My, my government. <laughs> my kids are going nuts. Like they're just, there's stresses out there right now. It's, yeah. it's almost never, you know what? Maybe I'm, maybe I should put the drugs down. Yeah. And maybe I should do yeah. that. And like, so for me, I think that that's the problem. And it's not just the person either. Oftentimes right. it's family too. Right. If your family has a lax perspective on drugs and alcohol as well, if they're lulled into this idea that oh, it's all gravy, you know, it's right. good. You can do, right. they're going to look at you and think that you're just, you know, you're being an asshole. Oh, so right. You're being mean, oh, you know? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, watch that. Yeah. Or, or they're <laughs> going to think that, you know, you're hanging out with some wrong people or they're going to blame everything other than the fact of, well, you know, I know, I know Johnny does smoke right. weed on the weekend. Right. So maybe that's what it, no, they're not going to blame that. And that's right. the problem is right. like, we used to have those conversations when I was a kid. I remember those commercials where they were like, you know, they were showing the kid who was kind of depressed or withdrawn or not talking yeah. to anybody. Like we had yeah. those conversations and we now granted, like I said, I'm not advocating that we go back to the eighties because obviously they took it a little too far, Yeah. but at least I was being exposed to the idea that these substances right. can make you act differently. Well, and you it, know, I, pu I pulled up one of those commercials since we were talking. Okay. Uh, first off, let me say this. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> That's oh, right. Yeah, happy New Year, show, man. New Year. Right on. Marissa, <laughs> happy New Year to you, Marissa. I see okay. you. That's right. uh, secondly, uh, happy birthday because it's my birthday month and I've been celebrating since the birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Trinity, too. Right. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, yeah. Trinity. Thank you, All right. Sir. Thank you, sir. But I pulled up one of these old commercials that I, I used to watch when I immediately when I got home from school. Okay. Is there anyone out there who still isn't clear about what doing drugs does? Okay. Last time. This is your brain. <laughs> this is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? So I had to pull that one up because it was it always I kid you not the minute I got home from school turned on the TV it seemed like for whatever reason that was the first PSA that I saw. What's <laughs> funny you, is you weren't on the show yet, but that's literally the one I referenced at the top of the right, show. Right. Like I remember that commercial. It's a bit. And yeah. That, it didn't explain anything, but it I did. at least made the connection of like, hey, maybe drugs aren't that good for you. Like I, I at least made that connection. 
Well, as the guy in the group who did a lot of drugs, um, I used to love that commercial as well. Sure. And, and I would be like, that's exactly why I use them. Because I, <laughs> I love bacon. I love the eggs. I like the frying. Yeah. I mean, it, unfortunately, uh, but, at least, but, but, but to your point, Shaw Man and Trinity, at least we were having the conversation. Yeah. At least it wasn't all go, 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 go. It's cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, look around. For all you parents, I want you to look around and just look at what your kids idolize now. Look at the type of individuals they seem to idolize. Look at the look at the the the, the verbiage in the music. Look at look at the, the the themes in the movies or the TV shows. Look at the things that they find entertaining on social media. Look at the little short little videos that they find entertaining. And you ask yourself, is this something that a young mind, a young mind that's developing, that's learning, a young mind can use to become the professional that I wish they would be. Because you know, all of us want our kids to be successful, no matter what it is. I don't care which direction they move. I don't care as long as they're happy and they have some sort of profession that is sustainable, a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. Now, as much as I loved being a crook and a criminal when I was a kid, it's not a sustainable lifestyle. No. In all the things that I was watching and listening to and doing and talking about and, and, and surrounding myself, we're all directed energy towards a non-sustainable lifestyle. It was it was all the themes were about anti uh, anti-government or 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 anti-system or anti-authority and aggression in all of and or, or complete, you know, subculture. Of something right. and all of that stuff did not help become successful in anything other than what I do right now, which is I help people get clean and sober for a living. This the reason I do this is because this is what I got all my education in. This is all, all I know is dysfunction. So all I'm good at is helping other people with dysfunction, but therefore I know what I'm talking about. And there's another uh, issue that you you just so candidly brought up as well. Um, and cause I've had this direct conversation with people in my own life. Um, the, uh, it's too easy to get into this, this mindset of, Oh, that's just a phase. Kids are going to be kids. You know, yeah. I had my, I had my phase to stop. You're lying to yourself. I'm telling you right now yeah. for some people, it very well might be a phase, right. but for other people it's not. Right. And, and not only that it's different today than it was when you were a kid most likely a lot different like it's, it's nowhere near the it's same. a different different access to it different potency the world is different now than what it was like the the the, the level of criminals and, and and whatnot what they're willing to do is different like it's not the same all and the it research, might not be a the level of discipline is different too right. uh because you can't discipline the way we we were disciplined um, if I went in the store and stole something and my mom found out I stole something, my mom can't, my mom five foot two, she bringing everything she got and it didn't matter what it was, whatever she can find. If she could pick up a tree and knock me, knock me out with that tree, she would because right. it was a point that she was trying to prove. We don't have that anymore. Um, you know, I, and I was talking about this earlier with some of my students that, you know, we have children raising children and that's no excuse, but as a parent, you know, it's, it's no guidelines to parenting anymore. Right. And so this sure. is what makes it difficult, because also we feel entitled to be able to use whatever we want to use. I want to do it, so I should be able to do it. I like it, so I should be able to do it. I want it, so I should be able to do it. And, and, and when you develop a sense of entitlement, that, that bleeds into other parts of your world and life where you feel entitled for everything. 
You start feeling entitled at work. You start feeling entitled in a relationship. You start feeling entitled when you have movement out in this community, within our community. Um, I, that's not going to work well for you because what happens when someone comes into your house and they feel entitled to stuff that you have? How do you feel when somebody feels entitled to something that you own or something that you control? Or how about when you've been the, the, the employee, uh, the, when the boss or a person at a place, a, a job, and someone comes into your place of business and feels entitled? How have you liked it? How have you liked the way they talk to you or treat you? A matter of fact, we have a whole name for Karens, right, nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but the, here's the good part about those Karens. It's not like they're wrong. They're not wrong. We've actually made them the enemy by calling them Karens when actually there's nothing they're saying that's actually wrong. Where they're wrong is that like they're getting in our business, right? But yeah. no, but wait a minute. What they're saying, though, is something maybe your mom should have said or your dad should have said. Yeah. Maybe they're actually right. We just don't like that they're saying it. So we've made everybody Karens. Everybody. Well, well not only that, but we also get into this idea that, like, everybody uses it's a part of childhood no not everybody right. it doesn't have to be a part of growing up like there's nothing wrong right. with advising them to avoid those yeah. things like you never did and you're still cool yeah and, and i know people directly like people i've interacted with who have a very lax idea of, of like marijuana for instance right. um and think that hey it's better than some of the opiates that the, the doctors are going to give you like it right. makes such a right. makes such a what i feel to be justified case and I said, okay, I, I disagree with that that assessment, but fine. And then turns to find out that they come to find out that their lax uh, mentality on that uh, was then passed on to their kids, and their right. kids looked at it and says, "Oh, I'm going to run with it," and it, it turned from weed into like a whole bunch of other problems. Mm -hmm. And it all started because that mentality was was not given to them. Like it wasn't right. it wasn't said, "Hey, this isn't necessarily the best thing for you." Like. When you right. when you look at it as like we're gonna, as kids we're gonna push the boundaries right, so if you right. tell me uh, uh, going down the street outside the neighborhood is my boundary, you you better be sure I'm gonna go outside the street and, and I'm gonna test to see how far I can go. Now if you set that boundary to my front door, I'm still gonna test it, but I won't make right. it all the way out the neighborhood. You know, so right. we gotta kind of like real rein in our kids just a little bit. Like stop trying to be the cool parent. Stop trying yeah. to be the person who looks past things. You're you are not a friend. You are a parent, and it's right. okay to be uncool. I'm not cool right. with my kids, and I don't care. They think right. vaping's cool, and I'd be the first one to tell them, "No, it's not cool. It's not good for you." And I and I make sure I sit them down and I talk to them about these things in a realistic fashion. But I make sure I tell them that no matter how cool you think it is, it, it comes at a cost sometimes. Right. And I want them to be educated. And I don't think, I think I'm lucky. Because I I met Louis and I met the people in this industry and I got educated, I I got to see I you know I ran groups man and I've seen the look yeah. of, of of despair in people's eyes when they tell me what they've been through what they've gone through and it breaks my heart, right. but that real world education has solidified my stance on where I'm at and why I'm so adamant to talk to my kids about it because right. I hear what they talk about I hear what their kids or their friends are talking about I see what society's talking about and they're wrong, <laughs> yeah. They're just wrong. We're just not we're not qualified to self-medicate. None of us are qualified to self-medicate. Even physicians aren't qualified to self-medicate. And basically, anytime you use substances for an intended purpose, that's what you're doing. You're self-medicating without any qualification to monitor it or to be able to make sure that it's not affecting you in any other way. You know, you, you're denying the side effects. You're denying what other 
things that can happen. And and by the way, Trinity, just so everybody knows, we're not just talking about marijuana. I know we've we've mentioned yeah. it. You know, uh, marijuana is probably the biggest one of it. And 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 look, there's no longitudinal studies where any T with any THC level above fifteen percent. So all the 80, 80 to ninety percent THC that you guys are actually doing now, there's zero science on that. Zero. Just so you know, yeah. that's how you, that you know. It, look, listen to what I'm telling you. All the science is on twelve percent and stuff like that. It's not on eighty to ninety percent stuff. So you, you, there is no evidence out there in either direction. But on top of this, the reason we're talking about it is because, like when I was in Colorado, these people are, you, you, look. By the way, Colorado is the place that I actually tried psychedelics when I was a kid too. Why? Because they loved it out there. They love shrooms. They love acid. And and I had never done that stuff coming from El Paso, Texas. I was like, I don't know what this is. And I went there, and boom, you know, shrooms. And I tried it, and oh my god, they're still out there doing it, Trinity. I was just there, you know, like they they legalize. Yes, they legalize marijuana, all that, but. The amount of conversation of even professionals, and I'm not going to get into that story, <laughs> telling me what, you know, yeah, I use psychedelics, I use acid, I use shrooms. And I'm like, wait, what did you just say? Portland legalized it. Or Portland made it to where you hold on to it was no big deal. Yeah. It, it, the, the, so it bleeds into because it's never enough. Here's what we know about any substance user. More is the only word we like. More. <laughs> not less. You know, if you give me this, I want this now. And now I want this. And now I want this. And now I want this. It never stops and ends. You can't give a child enough. Guess what? Everybody becomes a child. You can't give them enough. It, it's not like, oh, one toy, I'm satisfied. Yeah, really? Have you, has anyone had kids? You ever try to give your kid one thing? Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> no, it, it, you, once the one becomes the standard, now I want two. It's recommended every time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's just natural. It's just a normal human nature, right? So the point is, is that when you have people out there just doing acid, like however they want to do it, getting all kinds. There's so many psychedelics out there. I can't even name them all that are out there and available to, to people. Uh, you know, then you have all the synthetics that are available to people, and then you have all the then you have uh, all the the pharmaceuticals that people are dosing themselves and their own friends with their own pharmaceuticals. Like one person gets it, and they give it off to somebody. Stop. But I've done my <laughs> research. I read an article online. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Is the point is when you said earlier they're not educated. Here's the problem: the average everyday user of substance, yeah, is, is poorly educated in it. But they will all quote somebody or reference something that validated their opinion, right? Because you can always find someone online or find something online that will agree with you. This is a study fact that came from Doctor Feelgood. Doctor right. Feelgood said this, yeah. and it worked. <laughs> Well, just so you all know, just so you all know, and I don't want it to take this in a weird direction, but you do realize that, you know, what is that little group of man boy lovers, Trinity? They actually. Nambla. Yeah, they actually find each other online. National <laughs> Association for Man Boy Love. Yeah. So, so, you know, they find things to validate that it's okay to be in a relationship with young children. Even they can find someone to agree with them on line yeah. like you can always they call find it an orientation someone, you can always find someone to agree with you so just because you found something or read something online does not make it okay for you here's what you got just look around your life just look around your life and ask yourself am i am i contributing anything to society or am i 100 focused on just contributing to myself is is my intent to be a productive member of society that actually does something to the point where where it can be honorable 
or do I just do for me? I'm just trying to do for me. You do for you because, you, you know, it, it, is my focus selfish? You know, and then ask yourself, do I do things that are healthy for me or am I just living to die? Am I just existing just to die, just wasting time? In other words, so if I work, I'm entitled to then party hard or play hard. And then so realistically, I'm just part of the machine. I have an That's example it. for that, too, that that I think a lot of our listeners can can relate to on some form or fashion. Um, so, and the idea that I'm trying to get across is it sneaks up on you. Yeah. Right. And, and so the example is over the years <clears throat> being a fitness trainer, yeah. I've had a conversation with so many clients over the years yeah. who can't comprehend how long it's going to take for them to lose the body fat that they've acquired. Right. And one of the things I used to always tell them is that, Hey, it didn't come on overnight. So it's not yeah. going to come off overnight. And what I would try to, the, the story goes as, you know, you're doing well, you're somewhat fit, you're living your life. Yeah. And then you start to splurge on some things just a little bit. Maybe you have right. some extra pizza, some extra cake, right. you know, you don't work out tomorrow, you, you know, it's a little bit by little bit. And then you, you put on maybe five pounds in a year. Not a big deal because you, you're, you're small, you can afford it. Fast forward 10 years, that's 50 pounds. And then the problem is it's accumulative. So the more pounds you put on, the easier it is to continue to put on more. So that yeah. five pounds a year turns into 10 pounds a year at some point yep. because you start to become less mobile and you get more comfortable doing things. And sugar does have an addictive quality to it because yeah. it's great. And then you want to eat more of it. So one donut doesn't, you know, doesn't satisfy you anymore. Now you're yeah. going to have two, you know, and it used to be you only have donut maybe once a week. Now yeah. all of a sudden you're having donuts three or four times a week. And, yep. and it doesn't seem like much. It's tiny little things that you're doing. But what you don't understand is every five, like if you eat an additional 500 calories a day above what your maintenance is, mm -hmm. at the end of a week, you've gained a one pound of fat. If you did mm -hmm. that every week for a month, that's four pounds of fat a month you're gaining. All right, now and you're so, depressing me. <laughs> well, that my point is, you know, <laughs> drugs and alcohol can be the same. Yeah, it might start out with just, oh, you know, I'm gonna have a glass of wine after work right. to unwind, which I'm not telling anybody to not do. Right. What I'm saying is be aware of it. Stop dismissing it like it doesn't come at a cost. Yes. Like, you know, uh, uh, there was a study in, in the in the um, the physical fitness world. There was a study that came out to show for women in particular that the antioxidants in wine were to help with cancer. And so everybody uses it as an excuse to drink wine because they're fighting cancer. <laughs> there's another study that came out and showed the devastating effects on alcohol for the right. woman's body. Yep. And guess what? You get a more of a benefit by just eating the berry than you do drinking the wine. Because yep. by drinking the wine, the alcohol actually hurts your body, makes you yep. more susceptible to cancer, completely negating anything positive you got from the berries that are in it. And so my, my point is, it seems such an innocuous decision on a daily basis to do something little that might not be that great for you, right. but it can, over time, it can turn into a major problem that snuck up on you. Right. Nobody said, no, not that I'm aware of, nobody started out day one, a completely sober individual, never done anything. And then by day two, they're, they're this horrible addict who's ruined their entire lives. Right. It doesn't happen that way. No. There's a process that you go to. Right. And it's like the, the, the frog in the, in the frying pan, right? Like you, you gradually turn it up. They don't ever jump out. And mm. so the same thing with your life. Like I had clients before who couldn't put their shoes on, who couldn't bend over to do things. And everybody told, you know, other individuals who didn't struggle with weight would say, oh, I, I could never let myself get that far. Well, they didn't either. They, you know, they made little adjustments, right? And we've all done that. Maybe you, your shirts start to fit kind of tight. You don't go to the gym and start working out and stuff and taking your, no, you, I'll just get next shirt. I get will be a little bit bigger. 
You know, you're going to just adjust. Blame your wife for shrinking them. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) You know, it wasn't the dryer that shrunk them. It was the refrigerator. Right. You know, exactly. Let me ask you something, Trinity. So, so um, is, is that true about the frogs? Because like, do you cook frogs? (laughs) I've never done them. I'm quoting a study. But my whole point is just, if it's gradual (laughs) enough and incremental enough, you'll find yourself doing and saying things that you never thought you would do it all because you made yourself think certain things are acceptable when they're probably not. Right. But I do have a real question. All right. So because I want to sure. talk about that movie that you said, the cocaine bear. So, <laughs> so here we are. We're watching football and, you know, I'm ragging on you, uh, you know, because you're a 49ers fan. The poor 49ers <laughs> were trying to play football without a quarterback for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then we had the second game, which is a lot better because Mahomes is magical and uh, and Burroughs is amazing. So so it was a, it was a, it was a great game. Yeah. But all during these games, you're right. They kept advertising <laughs> cocaine bear. In between the beer commercials, by the way. Yeah. So so they keep advertising how our life is better if we're drunk or drinking. And then they have a movie that appears to make light of a bear eating some somebody's kilo. And it's based on a true story. So interesting. Uh, the fact that that I, I first of all, it's probably this much truth. But they made a movie about it. Yeah, based on. But you know, yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, if if you're gonna have uh, kilos around or bags around, eventually an animal is gonna get your stuff, right? Um, <laughs> so apparently this this animal got someone's stuff, and they made, but they made it look light, and, and you yeah. know that it's oh, gonna be a lot of laughter. It's I bet I can tell you what the real story is. What the airplane traveling lost lost cocaine. Oh yeah. Uh, when they landed, person oh. who lost cocaine was killed by the cartel. Bear got some of that cocaine, died immediately of an overdose. <laughs> that's probably what really well, happened. Probably didn't die, which is why there's a movie. That's probably what happened. Because I got my own little story with an ant farm and cocaine, but I'll I'll tell it <laughs> off the air. Uh, but but the, the point is, is that it, you you have to understand that the more we put emphasis on this in Hollywood, man, you're so, you're so hypocritical. Yeah. Hollywood has all the movies with guns. And then the, the actors, when they're no longer doing the movie, after they made the millions off the movie with guns, they go around and go, Oh, we should get rid of guns. You know, the, the Hollywood makes all these movies that objectify women and treat women poorly. And, you know, use them as objects. And then after the movie's over and they made their millions off it, then they go, Oh, you should not objectify women and be nice to women. You know, Hollywood, talks about uh you know they do all these movies with drugs and you know they're, they're the ones that put out scarface man that had us that that still has some of you all twisted some of you still are so into scarface that you forget the dude died in the end <laughs> the, the dude got it you know first of all, he was disloyal to his family he was disloyal to his friend the cocaine made him insane and crazy, and so he died. And he was disloyal to everybody, and he violated every rule of business, every rule of family, every rule well, of Well, you know, he did have one good friend. And yet, what the, What was that? What was that? He did have one good friend. He always said, hello to my little friend. With the gun. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. But, that, but that's my point. And he was disloyal to everybody. Because that, that, unfortunately, it's a very true story of how you become disloyal to everything. Even the stuff that you're good at and you think you'll never be disloyal to, that's what it does to you. And yet all the people remember he's a hero. <laughs> is how cool he was. And then yeah. he's and, you know, and like my little friend, like you said, you know, he, yeah. that's all we remember. And it's like, so we don't even know how to look at reality and, and view it for the lesson that it really is because yeah. we want it to fit the narrative of our life. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's that's human nature. You know, and, and so this is no different in these cocaine bears. I mean, really? 
<laughs> and now we're all going to have to watch the damn movie. Yeah. You know, but it just looks really it just, stupid. It's just kind of sad to me, man. It, it just is. Like, it's just like, wow, dude, are we really there? You know, what kind of a life am I having my kids grow up through? Because it's just like, it's, uh, once again, man, I don't, I don't like this idea that there's just no consequences to these things. And, all, uh, and the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because what we do, like the people I've met, like I can count on my hand, like I'm on two hands right now, the amount of people that I know that aren't here anymore because they were doing things that, that everybody thought was harmless and fun. You know, it, it's just like, dude, they're not harmless and fun, man. <laughs> and, and and it's also not a, uh, uh, it's not a coincidence that uh, uh, as great and awesome as they thought the drugs and alcohol were at the time, everybody I talked to that has some real clean time would never go back. Right. That's not a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I I would not be able to have my beautiful Dana, my wife Dana. I'm about to celebrate 30 years of marriage in June. I would not be able to have kept her if I would have continued using the stuff that I was using. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Man. Because when I was using, I was only caring about how I feel. Me, my cheddar. I was out there, the kind of business that I was doing back then, it was only about me, my money, and if you got in the way of me and my money, that's your fault. So when people died in that, it didn't matter to me. When people got arrested in that, it didn't matter to me, as long as it wasn't me. And it wasn't until I took care of me and all my issues and got clean and sober enough to be able to back away from and be like, all right, let's see, is this really working for me or not? And I was, I had to be honest with myself. It doesn't work. It's not working for me, you know, because when I'm doing it, I just, I ignore everyone. Else. I really don't care about anybody. I really don't. When I'm using, I don't care about anybody except my own head. That's it. And, 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 and pity on you. If you try to mess with me, my head at all, you think you're loyal to family, but no, you're not. Cause if your family tells you to quit, you don't. You think you're loyal, but you're very disloyal to your body. You're disloyal to your family. You're disloyal to your higher power. You're disloyal to everything around you. You're just lying and for some reason convincing yourself that you deserve it, that you're entitled to it. How is that beneficial to you? And this is, this is why we talk about it. It's like, look, are drugs okay? No, they're, they've never been okay. They've never been okay. They're not going to be okay tomorrow, no matter how much we push the, the agenda. But in our society, that's how we're treating it. We're treating it like everything is okay. We're, we're redefining what a drug is. You don't even want to call certain things drugs. I call caffeine a drug. Sorry. I call sugar a drug. Sorry. I call nicotine a drug. Sorry. I call pot a drug. Sorry. I call alcohol a drug. Sorry. I'm not anti any of them. You want to use them, use them. But like Trinity said, be honest with yourself about how it's affecting you, how you're using it. And are you using it or is it using you? Are you self-medicating, therefore you're no longer trying to help yourself in a, in a healthy way, or are you just medicated? And we've all seen people just medicated. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't work. So, Trinity, uh, you know, some final words for you, man. Um, yeah, I just say when it comes to drug and alcohol, man, uh, um, if you're going to choose to partake in them, uh, I can't tell you what to do with your life, but what I would encourage you to do is to figure out what the cost is so you can decide if it's too much or not. And if you don't know what the cost is, you're already paying it. Right. right. And Shaw, man, final words? Yes, sir. Listen, uh, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. That's all I got. Uh, that, I, that just stuck with me since uh, whenever I get home from school. But 
Uh, coming up next is Sideshow Monday. It's on and popping. All good entertainment is in the building, getting ready to make it do what it do. That's right. And my final word is this. For those of you that are using substances, uh, if people know that you're using them, you're sloppy. If your kids know you're using them, you're sloppy. And if you're doing it with your kids, you're more than sloppy. That's pathetic. That's it. Adios, amigos. Time for a taco. Goodbye.